Welcome back, everyone, to episode five of Praise and Pixels. It is January 28th, 2022, and I will be your host, Horena. You can email the show at praiseandpixels at gmail.com. You can head to the website for the show notes at praiseandpixels.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Praise and Pixels and also on Instagram at the same handle. And you could also leave a voicemail um, if you head to anchor.fm forward slash praise and pixels. Um, I also have the link in the show notes, but you can leave a message from there or just listen to the show. If you're listening on the Anchor app, you can also leave it from there. Um, and each episode, I start the show by giving praise and finishing by giving five forms of pixels each week. Faith, gaming, entertainment, pop culture, I may actually cover it all. You'll never know. So let's get started in the praise portion of the show. Right, so for the praise portion of the show, I want to share how God is moving in my life. That's what this portion of the show is for. And I have a personal story and it's just, it makes me chuckle. I know if you have ever prayed and had your prayers answered in a way that you never anticipated, and sometimes um, our Lord... (laughs) He definitely shows a sense of humor. And I don't, I never understand when people are like, oh, you know, God's so serious. God God created us in his image and we laugh and we have fun and we're joyful and we can also be serious and there's a time and a place for everything, right? Well, there is a time to laugh, all right? And the, the, the Lord God and, you know, my father in heaven definitely has me cracking up because I, you know, had COVID in December and it's been like, I feel like I had COVID and then we went around our family members. We thought since we all were infected, we thought we all were infected. We would, (laughs) well, like anybody who had been vaccinated gets it. People who had not been vaccinated gets it. It's like everybody is just getting that Omicron. And you can tell I'm probably still a little sick sounding because it feels like we got a little bit of it again, whether or not it was from my sister-in-law from our Sunday dinner gathering at my in-laws or from my husband's co-workers. So they go to places and then bring it to him and then he brings it home. So long story short, I felt like I started getting reinfected again, but not nearly as bad. Like guck in the chest and you just don't feel yourself and you got your, you know, stuffy nose and crud in your chest, stuff like that. And then my husband started feeling that way too. So I was, I have never in my life experienced a time where I could not cough whatever was in my chest out. You know, you get that mucinix and and it's supposed to help you make your coughs more productive. And um, I could not, whatever was in me was not coming out. And it was really affecting the way I could breathe. It was scaring me. And I was like, I don't really want to go to the doctor. So I was trying everything, breathing in steam, 
to loosen it up, drinking hot teas, drinking hot soup to loosen it up. I was taking um, the knack and the acetyl something something. It's supposed to just, it's just, if you look it up, it's called knack, N-A-C, and you'll be able to find it. And that's supposed to help also thin any mucus in your chest, just an FYI. So nothing was touching it, not a thing. And I just thought, you know what, I, you know, you just get so frustrated and you, we try to flesh things out, right? We're like, I can do this. It's so tedious. I don't want to bother God with my tedious crud in my chest. And I just broke down because it sucks not being able to breathe. I'm just going to be honest. It does. It is no fun. It is no fun not being able to breathe uh, like you should. So I just broke down. I was like, please, Lord, please just help me get this. Just help me. So like two days go by. I'm still struggling. I pray again. I don't give up. I just keep praying. I'm like, I can still breathe. I can still breathe. It just, it just was annoying. It felt like I was hitting a wall there and it was like something was in there. So I jump in the shower and I make it as steaming hot as I possibly can. And, um, somehow I inhaled the suds of my shampoo and I started like, you know, it gets in your throat when you like somehow get water up your nose and it goes down the back of your throat. It was like sudsy, soapy shampoo water. And I was like coughing, you know, I start coughing and I like started dry heaving because it like was so uncomfortable. And guess what? I um, got rid of the little thing that was like stuck in my chest. I know it might gross you out, but it's life, whatever, get over it. And um, I coughed it out and I've been able to breathe a lot better since. And I was just laughing. I'm like, really, God? Really? <laughs> you know, we think of God is going to answer our prayers in a certain way. And that should just tell you, you don't, you don't dictate how God answers your prayers. God will answer your prayers how God sees fit. We are not the controllers. We are not the, the potter. He is the potter. We are the clay. He's running the show. And if choking on my shampoo and coughing, you know, dry heaving would force me to cough so hard that I fix, inevitably fix myself via the coughing, via like, I don't want to say God made me choke on my shampoo, but hey, I'm not going to not say God didn't uh, work in my life in that very interesting, humorous way. So I survived. I definitely feel like I can breathe a lot better. My lungs still feel a little like inflamed and, and annoyed, but I don't have that weirdness right there. So I just wanted to share. And then immediately I hear the Lord works in mysterious ways and I just chuckle. I just laugh. So, you know, we are, we are called to pray through the good times and we're called to pray through the bad times, but let's laugh. Let's don't forget to laugh too through those bad times. <laughs> Because God, I love that God has a sense of humor because it definitely cracks me up. And I thank the Lord for answering my prayers that day. Whether or not I had, uh, it was a very interesting way that it happened. It happened. And that is, that is what I'm talking about. So just wanted to share Isaiah uh, chapter 55 verses 8 through 9. This is how the English Standard Version. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And also Romans chapter 8 verses 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who were called according to his purpose. And I always remind myself, you know, what the devil means for bad, 
the Lord will make it for good. And that boomerang effect will come back and we'll definitely turn those uh, lemons into lemonades. So I just want to share that with you. If you have a way that God is working in your life, it doesn't have to be humorous or weird. It just can be honest and authentic. Feel free to share it with the show and um, I so I can share it with uh, my listeners. So I just wanted to share that. That is my praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Lord, for helping me get over that hump in the road <laughs> or that gunk in my chest. <laughs> so we're going to be moving on to the pixels portion of the show. for our first pixel of episode five it is going to be sharing the steam award winners for 2021 game of the year went to resident evil village and vr game of the year went to cooking simulator vr the labor of love award went to terraria and better with friends went with it takes two outstanding visual style went to forza horizon 5 most innovative gameplay went to death loop best game you suck at went to neo 2 the complete edition best soundtrack went to marvel's guardians of the galaxy outstanding story went to rich game cyberpunk 2077 and sit back and relax went to Farming Simulator 22. Moving into some Blizzard gaming news. They are in the news a lot for good and for bad, I guess. That's one way to put it. So that will be Pixel 2. All right. Pixel number two is full of Blizzard gaming news. So first, we're going to be talking about Overwatch 2 being associated with the term delay. Lego, um, it's this information came off from the BrickFan, which is a Lego review site. They're the ones that first reported that the business is delaying the production of an Overwatch 2 themed Lego set while it evaluates its partnership with Overwatch 2 publisher Activision Blizzard. Alice Carter, Lego's senior manager of corporate brand communications, said in a statement to The Verge that they are currently reviewing their partnership with Activision Blizzard, giving the concerns about the progress being made to address continuing allegations regarding workplace culture, especially the treatment of female colleagues and creating a diverse and inclusive environment. While we complete the review, we will pause the release of a Lego Overwatch 2 product, which is due to go on sale February 1st, 2022. Activision Blizzard has been embroiled in a lengthy legal battle with numerous federal authorities over charges that its workers encourage discrimination, abuse, and sexual harassment in the workplace. Lego appears to be the first gaming-related corporation to take active action as companies like Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo publicly and privately raise worries about Activision Blizzard. As soon as the claims were made public last year, marketers such as Kellogg's and Coca-Cola removed their sponsorships from Activision Blizzard's Overwatch esports competition. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer revealed that Xbox has changed how they do things with Activision Blizzard in an interview with the New York Times podcast Sway, but declined to go into detail. Now, the second chunk of Blizzard news 
is that Microsoft's Activision buy could shake up gaming. Yeah, that's right. You heard it. Microsoft revealed that it would buy game producer Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. It rocked the gaming world with this announcement. The merger would instantly make Microsoft a larger video game firm than Nintendo. Microsoft, the maker of Xbox gaming system, claimed that acquiring the owners of Candy Crush, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and Diablo will benefit players while also advancing its metaverse goals, a vision for creating immersive virtual worlds for both work and play. But the millions of people who play video games on consoles or on their phones, what does this actually mean? And will it appear at a time when official scrutiny of mega gamers and mega mergers in the United States and internationally is actually intensifying? What does this mean for all of us who like to play these Blizzard games and also games made by Microsoft? RBC analyst Rishi Jaluria assured us by quoting, or in this quote, by saying, for the average person who is playing Candy Crush or anything else, there will probably be no changes at all. Well, I don't think the average person is the person playing Candy Crush, okay? I think it's more of the PC gamers, and obviously you can't just sugarcoat it and go, oh, you PC gamers, you console gamers, this isn't going to affect you at all. Whatever. Yes, it is. Don't try to downplay this. This is this can be really awesome or it can be really, I don't know. I really don't know. But I feel like it is awesome though that maybe getting a company like Microsoft that was also kind of side-eyeing their all of their problems to like swoop in. This is like a way for them to rebrand, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good or this is going to be bad. I'm not going to give my opinion on it yet. I'm just going to sit back on the popcorn and see what happens. All right. Moving on to the third chunk of Blizzard news, which was just, this is just nuts to me. So one, Blizzard is in you know, hot water has been in hot water for over a year now with all this stuff, right? With all their their law their um, lawsuits and their sexual harassment um, allegations being brought against them, and then they're getting bought out or you know purchased, right? Um, so <laughs> now Blizzard also instead instead of making this amazing announcement for this new survival game, guys and gals, uh, Blizzard decided to announce their, their new game in a developer recruitment news item on their company website. Instead of like making a big announcement at like um, a game convention or something, or um, like I'm right now being more accustomed to Square Enix and how they pretty much have a website devoted to every event that goes on in the game for like their holidays and their seasonal events. They have like a web page or website devoted just for that. Well here Blizzard has a new game being announced and they don't even take the time to develop anything like that. They just put out the fact that they are actually recruiting for this amazing Blizzard survival game. <laughs> without actually telling very much about it. It was really weird. It was really not typical of what you see, um, typical, you know, with Blizzard and even other gaming um, 
production studios and stuff. It's just weird. So Blizzard, like I said, they revealed the new game in the form of a developer recruitment news item. And it said, Blizzard is embarking on our next quest. We are going on a journey to a whole new universe home to a brand new survival game for PC and console. And when you think of survival games, you think of like, you know, Rust, um, uh, Ark Survival Evolved, Valheim. Uh, what are some of the other ones? Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So you think about those open world survival games, at least that's what I think about. So I really take out all of the shade that they have brought themselves and um, all that. If I was just looking at it as a gamer and a person who loves survival games and I've always had like ever since I got um, hooked on Ark Survival Evolved for like a huge, huge chunk of time that I'm super excited. I always wanted the creators of World of Warcraft to marry a survival game and have a baby. That's what I've always wanted. So this is like what I've always wanted, you know? But I'm really concerned. I just really hope they don't drop the ball, you know? Or like like a New World, uh, Amazon's New World too, which doesn't, I don't know. I, I didn't buy into it. I, I played that and then I was like, I want my refund. This just, it wasn't polished enough for me for what they were asking and what they were telling. But that's another story for another day. So I'm really excited. I just really hope that they make a fresh, clean cut with this new game and this new ownership and all that. This would be a great thing. And if they do, if they handle their dirty laundry the right way instead of being shysters about it then I would feel good about their what they got going on in the future so um they they continue to say that this will be a place full of heroes we have yet to meet stories yet to be told and adventures yet to be lived a vast realm of possibility waiting to be explored the announcement was also accompanied by two pieces of artwork one shows what appears to be an axe welding ranger wearing an animal skull that was shaped into a helmet and also like light armor crouching in a forest she appears to be tracking a series of colorful footprints and a window or mirror is actually across from her which appears to be looks like a portal like something that you could travel in and out of to another more modern world the other piece of artwork shows something of the universe or of the inverse a pair of teenagers in modern day city environment stumbling upon a fantasy world complete with a floating castle in the distance so i'll put the link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out yourself so it's really interesting I am such a stickler though I hate I would like it like if they could keep those two worlds separate but I hate playing survival games like that's what turned me off from um, playing Ark Survival Evolved was I played for almost 5,000 hours okay I did an entire podcast with a whole group of friends for like almost two or two plus years and I was so devoted to that game. And then they just started going rogue. They started adding a bunch of stupid stuff. We went from being primitive to all of a sudden being primitive in little huts and then going into me- like stone and then metal. And then all of a sudden, bing, now we have portals and we have lasers and we have all this tech stuff. And I was like, whoa. And like even the size of their stuff went from one to ten. And I was like, where's the five and the six? Like, where's the median? So... I really hope that if they are trying to balance a modern tech world with a, you know, fantasy 
non-tech world, I really hope they do a better job than Wildcard um, did with the arcs that I evolved because I was not feeling it. That's why I really love Valheim right now because they really, I don't have to worry so far that all of a sudden I'm going to be living in an apartment. No, I'm a Viking and I'm doing Viking things and that's that. I'm not like a Viking who's going to be driving a car at the end of the game and if they try to do that then I'm going to stop playing Valheim because I'm not, I'm not a fan of that kind of stuff. So I really hope they do a better job merging the worlds than I've seen in the past. So Next, we are going to be moving into number three, Pixels. Here we go. All right, Pixel number three is six surprising benefits of video games for kids. And this actually became a topic in my house because we homeschool our kids and uh, my daughter's in third grade and she was asked to do an opinion piece for her assignment. And they had uh, like um, a list to pick from if you needed help. And one of them was kids should only play uh, video games on the weekends and she had to like say if she like agreed with that or did not agree with that and then like back up benefits of like why it's okay for kids to play video games um, on the in the week and also the weekend so I found a really interesting article on understood.org that covers six surprising benefits and we like integrated this into her opinion piece and it actually and then we turned it in and her and her teacher gave her 100%. She was like, you did a great job, you know, making your point and stuff. So um, number one, I've noticed this has helped with my son who's eight and in second grade, is the first benefit is reading. Studies show that kids who play video games may get a small boost to their reading skills. This is true even for kids who struggle with reading and even when playing action games. And I can definitely attest to that because my son absolutely, ugh, Hate. It's like pulling teeth trying to get him to, to, you know, sit down and read or write anything in length at this age. And I started to know, like, pfft, he could totally read. He could sit there and play Roblox or Minecraft or Age of Empires, and he has no problem reading this stuff. But if I sat him down, he's like, oh, I don't want to do it. So it's really cool that, you know, with homeschooling, about one of the benefits is is that our children don't have to be they don't have to be um try to fit into a tiny little box so um typically in like public school it'd be like if you don't um jump through the hoops in adequate time and then with adequate success then you don't get to follow the herd to the next grade you may be held back or you may have to get a tutor or you may flunk the class and have to you know take a summer class or whatever you know so we can actually um, see what our kids need and spend that additional time and also find other ways to teach them so you don't have to do everything by status quo um, you can switch it up. So I really love that. So, and I can definitely agree that it definitely helps with reading. Two, visual spatial skills. Many games like Minecraft are set in a 3D world, 3D virtual worlds that kids can navigate and there's no GPS or even smartphone maps 
to help them. So the result is that kids who play these games have the chance to practice their visual spatial skills. This can lead to a better understanding of distance and space. So that's cool. Also, number three, it helps to problem solving. At the heart of every video game is that challenge. Some games can be mindless like Space Invaders. I remember that game. <laughs> Let me tell you. But many others from puzzles and mysteries to managing virtual cities or empires offer kids the chance to take on a problem and work to find a solution. And it, and it really does offer those situations and um, making it able for them to pull this off. It definitely helps. And the games that we grew up playing, like they said, Space Invaders, if you were an 80s and 90s kid like I was, um, definitely was just like ping, ping, ping. Games are not like that so much anymore. So those are more like the mobile games. <laughs> and now we have you know, definitely more in-depth games that definitely help you hone your skills in different ways. So um, I really thought that was cool. And then um, there's four social connections. Some kids that have trouble fitting in and making friends in real life. Video games actually can be a refuge for them to find people to connect with in a positive way. And I think that has been actually an extra benefit especially during this COVID time where a lot of people are in and out of school. They don't get to see and talk to their friends as easily as they could when they were at school. A lot of them doing the homeschool stuff or the virtual school stuff and not being used to it. Where we do a partnership so our kids get to go to a physical brick and mortar building and do classes and then we also do like their core classes on uh, virtually at home so they get the best of both worlds not all kids have that opportunity so the video game world is definitely a place where they can hook up with their friends and still get that social interaction and um Five, imaginative play and creativity. When kids are young, there's a lot of space for imaginative play, Legos and dolls to make believe we call role play. You know, you have that where you, you role play in games, you role play outside of games. That's like what kids grew up doing. I remember we would always play this game called Cops and Robbers. You know, we would, one person was the bad person, the robber, and one person was a cop, and the rest of us were victims, you know? It's so many, it's, that's half the fun of being kids, is making, not only playing, but also making up your own games to do with other kids. So if you don't have that opportunity in your real life, video games give kids that chance to continue that imaginative play, but f over a larger distance. And also, there's some evidence that games encourage creative thinking. In one study, 12-year-old gamers were asked to draw, tell stories, ask questions, and make predictions. All the kids showed high levels of creativity and curiosity, so I definitely see that being a thing. And also, finally, six video gaming careers. The 16-year-old winner of the first Fortnite Cup won $3 million. The other 99 solo finalists won anywhere from $50,000 to $1.8 million each. So just as with professional sports, though, you got to keep yourself realistic and realize that becoming a professional video gamer is very small. But the video gaming industry is growing by leaps and bounds, which is leaving a lot more room for other careers that are like branching off from that, like coding and marketing and even running events. So there are a lot of potential benefits for video games, and I just wanted to include that. What we learned and what we added into our like our um, essay, our opinion piece, I wanted to share with you, in case you were wondering too.
we are moving on to pixel number four. Right, four. This is my this is my fourth time trying to record this segment on Pixel Four. So that's the beauty of being a podcaster. You can mess up and rewind and start over again. If only life was that simple, right? So Pixel Four is about a game I snagged during the winter sale and then on Steam. And then it went off sale. And now guess what? You are lucky because it is back on sale. And even though it's on sale, it's still only a $15 game. So you can get it right now, Cozy Grove. This is the game I'm talking about. Cozy Grove on Steam. And I wanna say it's also on Switch. I think I found it on Switch. And it is a really cool game. And it's only $7.50 right now on Steam. And it has the most unique, cute graphics that I have ever seen. It kind of is very reminiscent of Don't Starve. Like it looks um, really unique. And they look like little paper cutouts that move about on the screen. And and the character creation is simple and fun. Each choice you make, there is like a really cute or funny quote attached to the hairdo. And there's this one that's clearly a bowl cut. It looks like you just put the bowl on the head and cut around the edges. And then it has a little notation, your mom cut your hair. And I thought that was cute and funny. So I definitely plan to play this game on my new Twitch channel where I want to just play like chill, cozy games for like an hour or two when I stream. And from the stream or the store page, that it says, Welcome to Cozy Grove, a game about camping in a haunted, ever-changing island. As a spirit scout, you'll wander the island's forest each day, finding new hidden secrets and helping soothe the local ghosts. With a little time and a lot of crafting, you'll bring color and joy back to Cozy Grove. And just like through a Christian lens, um, I thought this is so parallel to like our walk as a Christian where you are going out and you're finding people who were dying in their sins just like we were. You're finding people who are trying to flush out life and are miserable and sad and and feel very like um, discouraged just like we have. And where we have learned to die to ourselves, to fill up with Christ, to um, hand the wheel over to our Heavenly Father and stop trying to do everything and force everything on our own like the stubborn little kids we are. Um, it's very parallel. Our real life stories as a Christian are kind of parallel to this. Just from the, the, the um, introduction, I thought, well, that is so parallel to the Christian walk right there. Um, going out there and trying to share the joy that we have with others. Um, not force it on them, obviously, but, you know, say, hey, share a testimony. That's the short version of what I'm trying to say. So about this game, it features beautiful, dynamic, hand-drawn landscapes that come alive when you help a spirit in need. Dozens of memorable characters and spirits for you to find and befriend. Each spirit has a unique, extensive story for you to unravel over time. Collect spirit animals little craft decorations, go fishing, and more. 40-plus hour campaign filled with side quests designed to span months of playtime. And they liken it to Animal Crossing because Cozy Grove is synced to real time and provides 30 to 60 minutes of new quest content each day. After that, you can fish, craft, and decorate to your heart's content. So it's really awesome. It looks like such a fun game. 
on the reviews on Steam it is has very positive and they say this like January 1st this game is so appropriately titled as cozy it's super chill and charming it's a relaxed way to spend a couple hours a day collecting things I really enjoy games with an inventory and crafting system bonus for having a collection to fill out the sound design is pleasing and the numerous achievements are satisfying to collect. If you're looking for something to play for hours, this probably won't scratch that itch. Like the description says on the store page, it doesn't have enough to do for more than an hour or two a day unless you want to do laps of the island and grind for items. So it sounded like totally up my alley because I don't like playing games for like five, six, seven, eight hours anymore. I used to back in the day. But not anymore. I like to just, you know, switch it up. So I have definitely, um, I'm looking forward to playing this game. And what I've been playing so far is Final Fantasy XIV Online. Their servers are finally starting to thin out now. So the big mad rush and them um, doing some fixes and stuff is the queue times are no longer like 4,000 and 6,000 for me to get in on my home server. Now it was like down to like 62 and like 27. And that is on like the North American data center Cactuar server. I actually was playing, I had a re-roll and play on a European server because by the time I got on to play, they were going to bed and that has worked out well. So I just bounced back and forth because I made both of them different races and then both of them are leveling different jobs. So that's one thing I really love about Final Fantasy XIV is that you do not level your character level, you just level the job. So you can still play the same character. In other games, you have to delete your character and start over if you don't like it. That's not the case here. You just go and pick a new job and you stay with your character. So I really love that. And then I picked back up, I'm trying to catch up to my daughter who plays Animal Crossing on her Switch. I tend to play a lot more games that are like my daughter and then my husband plays a lot of games like with my son because her interests are different. So I was so happy that it is still snowing in Animal Crossing and I got to make my first snowman after I totally pushed a couple of uh, snowballs into the river. <laughs> I was like, this is not going very well, but I finally mastered it. So that is fun. And then Valheim. I have my husband totally addicted to Valheim now. He is just in love with this game and he is blown away about like how many details there are and how many layers and and everything there is. So we still have our server up and running. I tend to like to just la-di-da and like be a support person and like build and explore on my own. But since I also play multiple games, I really am so far behind. But one thing I love about Valheim is that if you have someone you're playing with and they're like way ahead of you, I just sneak into his house and then like open up all of his chests and then it like unlocks a bunch of knowledge for me. So I'm totally cheating. <laughs> because I play so many different things and with homeschooling and just being a domestic engineer at home, I do crafts. I, I'm just, I don't have the time to devote to one thing. And he is really good at devoting a lot of time to like one thing. So it works out well. And then I think that's it for now. I did start watching that, um, that Netflix show, lock and key i think it is let me let me google it really quick lock and key yeah that's it it's on netflix 
And I just, I haven't watched it enough to give my overall um, yay or nay on it. But what I can tell you from what I've watched uh, a couple, there's only two seasons. It's on, it looked really interesting. And I tend to really like fantasy TV shows. And oh, now it's TV mature. But it said when I was watching it, it was like 14 and up. 14 and up and I was like TV 14 so I'm so glad that they changed it because it it when I was watching it I actually in the app it said TV 14 and up and I was like what this show is not this show is not for 14 and up so I'm really glad to see a TV MA now on it so maybe they just recently changed it I'll have to check on that but the premise of the show was really interesting and once again just like what I've said before about another show now that I can't really, ah, it's gonna, now it's gonna drive me nuts. I can't think of the show that I was saying about uh, a couple episodes ago because it was so long ago when I stopped recording and started recording. But what I hate about shows is when they just put in nonsensical violence or adult content that like really could be like, like it could just been left out. Like, why did we have to see that? You know what I mean? So... The show is about a group of three siblings who, after their dad's murder, move in with their mom to his ancestral estate where they discover magical keys and unlock powers and secrets. Sounded pretty innocent until I was watching it and then there was like this evil, this... When I watch shows like this because I'm a mom, I want to, I just want to smack the moms in the shows. Because they move into this massive house, right? They have, she has two teenagers and then like maybe a five or six year age gap. And then it dives into the youngest boy. And I want to say he's got to be maybe nine, maybe around there. And they just leave him unattended. Like the, the, the teenagers are going through their teenage drama. The mom is going through her whatever she's, I don't know. I don't know why she can't get like it together like she's a mom first she does like she's off buying groceries doesn't take her kid with her just leaves him alone in this huge freaky mansion after he already told her he was talking to some creepy person in a well in their backyard and they just brush it off i'm sorry but if i was a mom and i moved into this big freaky house and my kid said i was talking to some woman who was at the bottom of a well and then i just said don't go in here anymore okay and then like I left him like to what raise himself through the whole show I don't know <laughs> stuff like that definitely drives me nuts <laughs> so that's a thing where you know yeah so he meets this like creepy demonic woman who lives in the bottom of this well I'm describing her that way I don't actually know what she is yet because I think I'm like on the third episode so there is then they throw in some definitely mature content with her I'm not going to go into it on the show because this is not a mature, co mature content show. I'm just saying, if you do watch this, be aware that it's just it's just so weird that they just throw it in there. Like, it's nowhere else, but they're like, oh, we're just going to throw this nasty scene in there that really doesn't need to be in there. And for shock value, I guess. So just, if you're going to watch this show, now that it does say TVMA, I'm glad it does say that. Because it did not when I was watching episode one. Or season one. And I want to say it was in the first episode. I was like, this is so not for 14-year-olds. I can't even imagine a 14-year-old sitting down and thinking this show is for them. Because it is not for them. I, I don't like that. 
So, so many things that has me scratching my head. But the so far after that one part, I hadn't seen anything like that since. So it's like, why even put it in there? It's really stupid. All right, I will get off my soapbox on that. And we'll be moving into Pixel 5. Okay, I have a special addition to the show. I had did a mini gaming spotlight interview with my daughter about one of her favorite games to play. And I'm going to toss that in like right here. So enjoy. It's her debut in the show. Here we go. All right, I'm sitting here with my daughter, Mac and Cheese Joy, and we're going to discuss a game, what she's been doing in her gaming time. What is something that you are enjoying playing right now? Royal High. Royal High. And Royal High is in a game called... Roblox. Roblox. And what do you really like about Royal High? Well, you could customize your character and you could teleport to different areas and stuff. And what are those areas? Is it like a high school? Is that why it's called Royal High? Is it a school? Well, first there's a high school, and then there's this thing called Sunset. Um, I can't remember, but well, like you can like go on like a runway thingy, and then then people like vote what how your outfit is to, according to the theme, and then yeah. Oh, so they give you a theme, and then you got to go through your accessories and build an outfit, and then they vote on you. Yeah. So that is why you really dig that game. Yeah, but that's so. There's there's one that's my favorite. It's called Enchantic Side, and then there was also another one, but. Enchantic what? Enchantix High. Enchantix High. So is that inside? It's a fairy version of Royal High. Oh, did but they just come out with that? But it's still inside of Royal oh. High. No, it was the first map. All right. Actually. Oh, okay. So Enchantix High came out, and then Royal High came out. That's what I think. Okay. So Enchantix High is like a fairy high school within Royal High. Yeah, and people oh. usually do their own little role plays in there, and like you can. Pick out your own dorm you want to go into, and then stuff, yeah. That's pretty neat, and you're, this is in the Roblox world. Yeah. So, have you ever won one of the fashion shows? No, not no, really. Because that's, that's why you really dig getting new stuff with Robux. That's the currency that is in Roblox, right? Yeah. And then, so you have things that you really want to buy. Yeah, I really want, right now I really want to buy, like, oh, if, what I really wish Dad could really do, it would probably be, like, really, really, really cool if Dad could do it for me, but if only you could get me 2,000 Robux. 2,000 Robux. It would probably be, like, really, really expensive, though, so that's why I don't think he would do it. I don't know. We can see how much it costs. And maybe it'll be like an end of the semester thing. Like, you want to get a Tamagotchi. Yeah. So maybe that would be like another mile marker. Like a prize to unlock or something. And your main goal in Royal High, like when you log in, what's the first thing you really, what you're working towards? Hmm. 
trying to save maybe trying to save up diamonds for like shoes because like they're like really really expensive how do you get diamonds in royal in royal high usually you could just find random diamonds hidden around the map and you can just find them and stuff and then also when you level up you'll get a bonus of 300 diamonds wow see you got the sign you got it under control you know what you need to do and you really enjoy it don't you Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been your first gaming spotlight, and we covered Royal High. I'm sure we'll cover more. Yeah. This it sounds like there's a lot inside Royal High. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to sign off? Say bye. This is Meef94 finding out. <laughs> All right. Bye. Meef- Right for our fifth and final pixel of episode five, I wanted to cover this Japanese RPG that is working alongside Clever to revolutionize, they quote, revolutionize gaming with play to earn model and is a part of the greater Web3 movement. Cryptocurrency and video games swiftly meet to create altogether new realm of play to earn games as a result a whole new generation of gaming experiences is about to be produced one in which gamers are encouraged to stay in the gaming environment for longer periods of time as a result in the gaming industry this tendency has already surpassed traditional business methods with the deaf fi gaming market showing no signs of slowing down Many people are looking for ways to get involved and contribute to this new movement. Then it's a matter of deciding which game has the most to promise. So Clever, which is recognized for its wallet and property token, KLV, has grown in popularity in the Tron ecosystem. So if you don't know what we're talking about yet, it is cryptocurrency. (laughs) Meaning, like, earning cryptocurrency through playing the game so it's like these two worlds are now meshing and there is a tron ecosystem clever's partnership with devikin's game may result in a mutually advantageous agreement allowing clever to one day eclipse tron's price and devikin's to give a gaming experience where players may profit Clever.io is still one of the project's primary collaborators advising and assisting the Devikins team in the development of their blockchain. Additionally, while Devikins is presently being built on the Tron blockchain, it is planned to transition to the Clever blockchain after launch. So this is a game that is designed so that players can gather Devikins, who are playable characters with a frightening appearance and an outlandish personality. Which I thought, while I'm sitting there, like I was just reading the article, I'm like, oh, Devikin, all right. And then I saw their pictures, I'm like, oh, these are little demon cartoons. (laughs) I'm like, why does everything have to look like a creepy demon? Uh, Devikins are introduced to the game as infants, because you know everybody wants a demon infant. Um, Anyways, (laughs) am I being judgy? I'm just not a fan. I have flashbacks from the movie in the 80s called, was it 
it wasn't Goonies. It was Ghoulies, okay? I look at everything like it's a ghoulie now. Like that creepy... I shouldn't have watched it. My grandma and her, you know, my my cool grandma, <laughs> my nice grandma, she, uh, for some reason, thought it was a great idea to let her little grandkids watch this creepy show. And I don't even know if she knew we were watching it because, you know, back then, the little kids just hung around the big kids and whatever the big kids got into was pretty much whatever the little kids got into. So now when I think of Devikins, it's just makes me think of ghoulies and I have like nightmares from that. I used to jump into my bed from like three feet away so that ghoulies would not get my feet. Okay. I'm scarred. So Devikins, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> I feel like why couldn't they have been like little Tamagotchis or something? When players reach adulthood, they will be able to engage in combat, obtain loot, gain prestige, and participate in other exciting activities. Aside from adventure, each Devikin has the option of pursuing a passion project, which allows two parents to request the rebirth of a child. All right, so I don't know, I don't know what that's all about. Um, Devikins offer a wide range of gaming options with two separate systems at work. Characters begin training as babies, similar like the old Tamagotchi. Odd that they would even mention that. I didn't even read that at first when I had to rewrite this from my show notes. As a player, you will be caring for characters till they reach adulthood. Devikins will take on new chores, adventures, and epic fights during this time, all while earning goods. And if a Devikin does not operate as intended, it is possible to exchange it for the proprietary token on the marketplace. So, characters are valued as NFTs. I think that was that non-fungible tokens. I think we talked about that in last episode. Because anyone, including non-players, can collect them, keep them in their wallets, or trade them on the market. So it's almost like Tamagotchi meets Pokemon meets cryptocurrency <laughs> meets ghoulies, I guess. So the whole point in me, ta- in, in me sharing this with you was to show that this is now another layer in gaming that once this gets rolling, you know there's going to be more, there's going to be more, there's going to be more, there's going to be more. So once again, grab your popcorn, sit back and see where this goes. (laughs) This is going to be interesting. Ah, that's crazy. Like all the stuff going on in the world, we feel like we're just like in unprecedented times. I feel like that is also the same for the gaming world, to be honest, because I definitely feel like we're in unprecedented times. So I'm going to be closing up episode five. Here we go. closing i thank you for taking the time to listen to praise and pixels there are many christian podcasts out there there are many gaming podcasts out there but there is only one praise and pixels and i thank you for taking the time to give it a listen if you have any feedback feedback if you have any feedback if you have any feedback don't hesitate reach out email the show at praiseandpixels at gmail.com and you can go to the website, praiseandpixels.com. You can find the show on Twitter at praiseandpixels. And like I said, you can also leave a voicemail off the website. And yeah, that's that. Let me know. What are your thoughts on Microsoft taking over and purchasing Activision? What are your thoughts on the little Devikins 
video games meeting cryptocurrency and bonding and like giving people like people are going to be able to earn now playing video games what are your thoughts let me know and please let me know if god has had humor in your life fixing your problems and making you laugh at the same time what a blessing right amen what a blessing Well, you guys have a great week. I hope you're doing well. God bless. And I'll see you on episode six. Bye-bye.